Wow, today I want to show you that God created you to be exposed to the spiritual world. Say with me, the exposure to the spiritual world. All right, so God created you to be exposed to the spiritual world. In fact, you are not, you are not in the natural world as you think. First of all, I want you to understand that God is not in the flesh. Amen. God is not in, in the flesh. Once again, you were created with your five senses. So you have the sense of, of seeing or sight. You have the sense of smell, of taste, of feel or touch, and of hearing. These are physical senses. However, God made you, the moment you received Jesus, if you receive Jesus, immediately you change into the spiritual world where you do not only have the five senses, but you develop even more spiritual senses that you may actually start hearing things which other people with the normal senses are not hearing. You may start seeing things which other people with normal eyes cannot see. Because now you're exposed. You have an interface with the spiritual world. It is in this spiritual world where you begin to receive. Where you begin to have things from God. Now, we do have people who are waiting for miracles, for healing, for deliverance in the natural world. And they have never seen it. Because in the natural, there is no deliverance. Because deliverance is spiritual. Healing is spiritual. You cannot see them. You cannot touch them. So this is why people in the natural world accord that we are made in the three dimension or third dimension. Which, according to science, it is called the 3D. So we, we see things. If one says, send me the 3D of it, he's telling you to, sh to, 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 sh to show the person how they can see it physically. So where you are, you are born with your eyes, your ears, your nose, which we all use. But the things of God are beyond your eyes. This is why until today, you are not seeing what other people are seeing. It is because they are not seen with the physical eyes, neither touched with the physical hands. They are spiritual. Now, can you imagine you're making a prayer to God? God, I need this, I need that. Father, I pray, I pray, I need this. And you are in the natural. So God comes with your breakthrough. But he's in the spirit. So he stretches a hand to you. And he's in the spirit. And you are in the flesh. Will you receive it? Because, hear me, the things of the spirit can only be received by a person who also is in the spirit. I hope you are hearing me very well. 
Because today we are about to receive certain things here. One minute. One minute in God's presence. I want you to tell your neighbor that I think today I'm more spiritual than you. No, you are not telling them the truth. You tell them properly like you mean it. So now, look at that. So, so when you are in the spirit, and I want you to hear this. When you are in the spirit, of which I believe you are, but what takes you out of the spirit is your own mind. Your own mind keeps on telling you that you are not in the spirit. In Psalm 84, from verse 10, all right, to verse 12, the Bible says what? For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. No, you didn't hear that. Now, in NIV, it makes more sense. It says in NIV, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. You know what that means? Let me, let me explain to you. Look at me. Look at him, all of you. I know you're writing, but just a little bit. Just look at me. Hear this. The Bible says, one day, being in God's presence, what it can do is more than someone who can live 1,000 years somewhere else. No, let me repeat. One day, in the presence of the Lord is better than someone who can live 1,000 years elsewhere. What does that mean? Just an opportunity being in God's presence for one day. The things you can achieve in life, it is more than what some people try to achieve in 1,000 years. Oh, this is powerful. Now, 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 let me see. Let me, let me show what it says next. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. It says, so when I discovered this secret, this is King David, when I discovered that being in the temple for one day is better than people who are living a lot of years outside, he said, it is even much better. Even if I come in the church and start serving at the door, you know, being at the door, serving at the door, what it means? Being a guard, guarding the entrance of the church, it says it is even much better than being a king somewhere else. Because what I can do, being in the presence of the Lord, is more than what somebody can do who is not. Ah, you are not understanding what I'm trying to say here. So expect great things after this service today. You are received is not serious. Expect you achieving great things after today. 
One day in God's presence is more than all the years you have lived somewhere else. I repeat, one day in God's presence is much better than what you could have achieved if you were somewhere else. Raise up your two hands and say, receive it. Now, look at this. In Genesis 2 verse 7, what does the Bible say? God takes the soil from the ground and he makes a human being. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils. Into his what? No, wait, 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 wait. He breathed way into his nostrils. And what happened? The breath of life. And the man became a living being. There was something supernatural which God put in your nose and you became alive. So can you imagine if you're breathing like this? With your nose. Do you know what you're doing over there? There is something supernatural in those nose. Which puts you in the interface of the spirit world. That's where God puts something, folks. That's where God puts something about you. So when you are breathing already, you are breathing, it is, your nose is a place where God created between him and you. Now, so we have people who are looking for God in the eyes. Like, I'm, I'm going to see. No, he's right in your nose. He put a contact right. Huh, in, in. Let's go to Job 27, verse 3. Job 27, verse 3. Job 27. Let, let me show you something that is very tricky. And we're going to go to the book of Hebrews. All right? As long as I have life within me. The Bible says that. As long as I have life within me. The breath of God in my nostrils. So Job discovers the secret that there are two things. One, we have got life. Two, we have got the what? The breath of God in our nostrils. Let me show you in the King James Version. In the King James Version, the Bible says, look at that. All the while, my breath is in me. And the Spirit of God, my God, is in my nostrils. Oh, you didn't hear that? Where is God's Spirit? And the Spirit of God is here. So when we have people who are like, I'm looking for God's presence. Where is God? He is in your nose. Where is God? The Bible says the Spirit of God is in your nostrils. Breathing out. That's where God's Spirit is. Have you wondered why 
The moment you're so sick you can't breathe, the first thing doctors will rush to is your nostrils. Haven't you wondered why? Not your mouth. Why can they make something that they should put in your mouth, you should be breathing using your mouth, but they'll make a plan because that's where the Spirit of God is. Some of us, we know this secret. If I can breathe on you, you will see the power of God touching us. Now, let's read again the scripture. I love this scripture. Let's read again together. One, two, three, go read. Where, where is God's spirit? Right in your nostrils. So when you're breathing, just try to close your mouth and breathe using your nose. Like, huh. I, I want you to get this now. That's where the spirit of God, the Bible says the spirit of God is. So when God breathed in a man, so Job says the breath is in me. So when God breathed in a man, what happened was this. One, the breath, which is life, went in our inside. But his spirit remained on our nostrils. So when God was creating us, when God was creating us, he had put us, he created us with a vacuum for the spirit world. So you have, we have somebody at the back there and is looking for God to do something over their lives. You better hear this message. You better hear this message. Because if you want to understand the spirit world, if you want God to heal you, you want God to bless you, then hear this. God is not far away from you. Oh my God. Look at the neighbor next to you. Tell them that I repeat. I'm more spiritual more than you today. So connect to this grace. Now, so number one, where is God's spirit? In your nostrils. So God is, his spirit is right in your nose. So when God was creating you, can you imagine he put his spirit in your nose? Now, let's see something. Let's see something. Romans 10 verse 8. What did God put in your mouth? Now, let's see something over here. Let's read together. One, two, three, go read. But what says it? The word is in near thee, even where? Now, in NIV, for the purpose of people who cannot understand thy, though, thus. Let's read together. One, two, three, go read. So where is the word? In your mouth and in your heart. So can you imagine how God created us? He made humans to be full of God. 
In your heart, there is the word. In your mouth, there is the word. In your nose, the spirit. Can you be defeated? Can you lose? Tell your neighbor, I cannot lose now. Say, God is everywhere, I mean. No, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't hear you. Say, God is everywhere, I mean. Now, let's check this now. In the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Now, I want you to see something there, all right? And I want us to read together. One, two, three, go, read. Stop over there. Where is the Spirit of the Lord? Can you imagine? This is how God made you. On you, there is a spirit of God. In your nostrils, the spirit of God. In your mouth. No, 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 I'm not hearing you. In your mouth, the word of God. In your heart. So if the devil wants to bring a heart condition in your heart, it will mean to what? If the devil wants to bring a problem in your brain, on you, what's on you? If he wants to bring depression on you, what's on you? In your nose, what's in your nose? In your mouth, what's in your mouth? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6. Now, can you imagine how we were made? We were made in a way that we are actually having access in every direction to the spirit world. Verse 18. Hear what the Bible says there. It says what? And do what? And pray way. in the spirit on all occasions now so God is expecting you not sometimes where you, it is you like uh, it is me praying now no it is me praying God is expecting you in all occasions to be praying in the spirit because they breathe they breathe as you breathe you're breathing the spirit on you there is a spirit in your mouth there is the word in your heart there is the way in verse 10 of the same chapter what does the Bible say in your hands? What is in your hands? What is on your chest? Now the Bible says in verse 10, Finally be, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Verse 11. Then it says what? Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Verse 12. It says what? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. But against rulers and against authorities and against what? And against what? Where are they? In the skies, their powers and prosperities. Let's go ahead the scripture. It says what? Put on what? Uh-huh.
Therefore, put on the form of so that when the day of evil comes, when the day of evil comes, whether that day will come with a disease, whether it will come with any heartbreaking issue, therefore put on the full arm of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, oh, so there is something you must do after you have done everything to stand. God is expecting you to do certain things so that you can stand. Then we go to verse 14. Then verse 14 says what? With the belt of truth. What is in your worst? The truth. The blessed plate of what? In your mouth, the word. On your head, the spirit. In your nostrils, the spirit. In your worst, the truth. On your chest, righteousness. Huh. 15. With your feet, the gospel of peace. Now, look at yourself where you are. Can you be defeated? Now, I want you to say this as you know, or don't just answer. If you still think you can be defeated, don't answer this question. If you know you cannot be defeated now, say no. Can you be defeated now? No. Why? So I have the spirit on me. I have the spirit in my nose. So the air I breathe is full of the Holy Spirit. Say, I have in my mouth the word. In my heart, I have the word. Say, on my chest, I have the righteousness. Say, around me, I have the truth. And on my feet, I have the gospel. Then says what? Let's continue. What does it say then? In addition to all this, in your hands... Take up the shield of what? Faith. Say in my hands, I have faith. Now, now look at these things. So faith, spirit, word, truth, righteousness, the gospel. Can they be seen with eyes? So when God was making you, he made you in his mind that you are a spiritual and supernatural being. When people look at your hands, they look at the normal hands which they're in the natural. But trust you me, there is a shield in your hand. Come on, somebody said there is faith in my hands. So whatever I can touch, it will prosper. Say so from now, whatever I have to touch, I command it to prosper. Say so these are not just normal hands. Say so they are supernatural hands. Say, on my head, I have the spirit of the Lord. Say, I cannot lose. Say, I rebuke every bad thinking. Every negative thoughts. They have no power over me. Say, I have the spirit of God on me. Say, in my nose, I have God's spirit. 
I cannot be sick. I get my healing now. As I breathe the air in me, I breathe the Spirit of the Lord. Inside of me, say in my heart, I have the word. In my mouth, I have the word. So I cannot lose. Are you understand what I'm saying? So on my feet, I have the gospel. Are you understanding? Tell the neighbor, say, look at my hands. Connect. <laughs> so when the Bible speaking certain things, they now make sense. When the Bible says, and whatsoever you shall touch, it shall prosper. Then it makes sense. When the Bible says, wherever you shall put your feet, it shall be yours. Then it makes sense. When the Bible says you shall speak a word and it shall come to pass, then it makes sense. When the Bible says God's spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to heal, to preach, to, it now makes sense. When the Bible says the word is in your mouth, the word of faith, then it makes sense. You shall command this mountain, be you removed and it shall be so. Then it makes sense. You shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall be healed. Then it makes sense. Somebody say, I'm a supernatural being. Say, I'm a superhuman. Say, I have the dynamic ability. Stop looking at yourself as a nobody. Stop looking at yourself as going nowhere. Say with me, I am not a nobody. I am a somebody. Say, my destiny is going somewhere, not nowhere. Say, I have the spirit of God within me. I have the spirit of the Lord within me. Wherever I go, I go with the power of the Lord. Say, I refuse every lie around me. I am not what the devil says I am. I am not a sinner. I am God's righteousness. I am God's holiness. I have the ability within my spirit. Clap your hands for the Lord if you believe. Are you here? So when you look at yourself, what blocks people from receiving? It is this mindset of thinking they are natural. So when trouble comes, the moment you begin to think at it and like, oh, so what's going to happen? What will I do? So what's going to happen? How? I don't know what to do now. The moment you just go into that ability, you are in the third dimension where you are so natural. No matter what comes your way, remember, I have God within me. I have the spirit of God in my nostrils. Hey, are you understanding? In Romans chapter 5, verses 5, let me show you something here. From verse 5, it says what? 
and hope does not put us to shame. That's it. How many are ready here not to be put to shame? Let's read King James Version. It says what? And hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God, where is it? Shed abroad. Where? In our hearts. By who? By the Holy Ghost. Now, let, let me take you a little bit into science. The Bible says, and the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Did you hear that? It says what? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By who? That statement is very scientific. For you to be alive, it is because you have blood moving around you and this blood has oxygen. And the one that pumps blood, the oxygenated blood to your rest of your body, is your heart. So, so, so the, the, uh, the valves, they have to push the blood. Why would the valves push the blood to your body? Because it is coming from the lungs and it has covered oxygen. Are you understanding? So the oxygenated blood goes into your heart and then the heart has to push it to the rest of your body. Now that statement there, I find it very scientific. It says the love of God is pushed to all our organs by the Holy Spirit. Not by the ventricles. By the Holy Ghost. Then the Bible says where? It says in our hearts. Now, go back to the scripture. And hope maketh not ashamed. Why? He says, I cannot be ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. In our hearts. By the Holy Ghost. So, so the, the oxygenated blood is shed abroad by the left ventricles. But here, the Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So when, when your blood is, you know, when you say the heart is beating, pa, 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 you don't know what is going on there. It is actually uh, the ventricles pushing the blood out. Pushing the blood out. All right? Pushing the blood out. Now, so, so the blood moves, all right, through the pulmonary veins, pulmonary arteries, and moves there. Flows in there because your blood has been made. God designed your blood. To be made in the biconical shape that helps you to carry the oxygen. Now the Bible says the same ability. The Holy Spirit does the same in our hearts. So there must be the word of God that will give you hope. It says now hope does not put us to shame. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. So a man or a woman who has the word in their heart, they cannot be put to shame. Because it is that word that gives them hope. They know I will walk out of this problem. I will walk out of this trouble. Now the Holy Spirit kicks that hope 
to the rest of your body from your veins from everywhere else the blood when it's moving there it carries a message she is healed she is delivered she is blessed she is favored oh she's lifted and the Bible says then you cannot be put to shame some some supernatural say louder I am supernatural no say louder I am supernatural The Bible says, hope does not put someone to shame. So, what do you need them to do? The word, put your, your word in your heart. The Bible says, I have hidden the word of God in my heart. Hide it. Believe the word in your heart. And no matter what you're passing through, have hope. Because the Holy Spirit has to kick that hope abroad. Now, the other meaning of the word abroad, it means outside. Somebody say outside. So if the Holy Spirit will kick out that, that hope, that love of God to abroad, it means that even within, within and outside your body, it, it gets into a level whereby even your business, even your career, the Bible says it is kicked out, hope. The love of God is shed abroad, abroad from our hearts, abroad, outside. So people begin to see results from outside. As people are waiting for God to come from heaven and answer them, no, it comes from within you. The Holy Spirit will kick out that hope from within you. It must be in your inside. There must be hope in you. There must be faith in you. There must be the word in you. And the Holy Spirit will kick that faith, that hope, that love of God outside you. And you begin to see testimonies outside. Somebody say, yes.